What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams and Tavish. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Not bad. And you, gentlemen? I'm doing fine. Bruce, how are you? Alive and well. Alive and well. That's great. You know, Tavish, Mm -hmm. I'm glad you're here this morning because every time that you're on, I mean, I've been planning all day. I'm thinking, you know, later on this afternoon for what we got coming up. I'm, I'm, say, I'm sitting there thinking, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna cut loose today. I'm gonna start, you know, putting out this point, this point, this point. You know, I want to talk about this, and then you say, oh, I'm available. That means I can't yell anymore because you keep me in check. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I apologize, Johnny. I, I don't mean to crimp your style. Be yourself. Get out there and make your point. That's what you're best at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What would you guys like to talk about this morning? Got to be something something not riot related, please. We'll get into all that later on today. We're going to talk about Antifa today. We're going to talk about some of their tactics that they use at some of these, quote, protests. We're going to talk about that. Uh, and then we're going to talk about, we'll touch probably on Minneapolis on what they're doing up there, the idiots they're talking about disbanding their police department. And then we will probably get into a little bit of, I mean, this is something that's kind of important to me and something that that I think is important and relevant to everything else. I mean, we, we talked about during the COVID lockdowns, what that was going to cause. We could start to see the cracks in the system and things like that of what was happening with governments continuing the lockdowns, building up essentially an extremist movement. And now that's what we're seeing. So I got some clips of where we were talking about that back about a month ago. And so, I mean, we could see it coming, couldn't we, Bruce? I mean, we, we knew that that was on the mm-hmm. on that track because of incompetence uh, or worse yet, maybe it was intentional. But I also want to talk about society. I want to talk about where we were, where we are and what it's taken for us to get where we are. So that's the stuff we're going to cover later on this afternoon. So anyway, now that I'm done rambling, what would you guys like to talk about this morning? Something not related to anything of what I just said. Well, if I may, I'd like to offer a belated happy birthday to Clint Eastwood. He's 90. Just saw I that hear- news the other day. Okay, I hear he's going to make another movie, yes? He's going to make one more? I heard Scuttleback to that effect, but I'm not sure what the topic's going to be. Yes, I, I do I do realize uh, that uh, Clint Eastwood, he's getting up there in age. You know, he's made a lot of good movies. You know, of course, the Westerns, right? He's, he's famous for that. He made Space Cowboys with uh, Donald Sutherland, Tommy Lee Jones, James Garner. You know, I thought that was a great movie. Gran Torino, fantastic Agreed. movie. I didn't see... The last one that he did, it was uh, I think it was Mule, or, uh, is what it was called. I didn't see that one. Yes. I believe it was based on a true story of a gentleman who ended up basically running drugs. Now, whether it was to pay off a debt, I'm not sure of that, but it was someone who ended up running drugs and how quickly it spiraled downhill on them. Bruce, are you a big movie person when it comes to Clint Eastwood movies? I'm not a big movie person, period. Uh, I, I honestly don't remember the last movie I'd seen. Maybe it was a Marvel movie, I think, actually, now that I think about it. I think it was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I think that was the most recent movie I've seen. Okay. All right. What do you got in the news? I understand there's uh, some stuff going down in Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of right related a little bit. I don't know how much you want to go into that one. But uh, you're talking about the um, police officer, yeah? Uh, yeah. Tulsa cop. He's come out and uh, made yeah. uh, made a rather interesting statement that I thought was kind of odd. But yeah, what? go on. I'll, it's your state. I'll let you do it. So... Yeah, so it's Major Travis Yates, 
basically he came out and said the police, he was saying, you get this meme of blacks are shot two times, two and a half times more. And everybody just goes, oh, yeah. And he said, they're not making sense here. You have to come into contact with law enforcement, law enforcement for that to occur. So basically, the statement in question is they're shooting the police officers in Tulsa specifically are shooting less than they ought to. Now, to translate that from Southern terms to, you know, general English, what he means there is, uh, from my perspective of Southern language, the Southern dialect, it's not that more people should be shot in the sense of we should uptick and start shooting more people. It's more of a, if you look at the numbers and the statistics based on how many white people are being shot and based on how many um, uh, interactions there are with law enforcement, if the numbers were to be similar or the same, then more black people should be shot than currently are. That's basically what he's saying. So... That's more or less what what, what he's talking about in here is as a African-American, you're 24% less likely to be shot than than a white uh, person. So, I mean, Tulsa, honestly, they have a lot of gang problems there, usually perpetrated by the black community that's living there. So, yeah, I I think uh, he has a little bit of knowledge on this. Okay, how how dare him put out statistics? I mean, that's just yeah, yeah. That, that's just yeah. terrible. How, how dare him put out statistics like that? So no, you, I mean you're right. And when you say he has some some knowledge in that area, because that's who does have the knowledge in those areas, the cops, right? That's I mean they're they're the ones that are going to give it to you. Have you ever actually watched an episode of Cops on TV? The real version, like the real version of of what you see on TV. That's reality. That's reality TV. I mean, that's what it is. So to say that uh, what you're seeing on there is is scripted is is complete nonsense. You know, I show that TV show to some people over here, you know, the, the cops TV show in the US. I show that to some people over here and they're like, we don't have people like this. That kind of stuff just doesn't go on over here. So it's completely, you know, an entire, you know, it's, it's just an entirely different uh, culture that they're seeing. And to be honest with you, I think it's a different culture in America in and of itself. The, the criminal culture mm-hmm. is, it's an underworld in and of itself. I mean, I've, I've worked down in it. It's pretty bad. I mean, it's, okay, let me put it this way. It's, it's eye-opening. I'll put it that way. Because once you get down in there and you see things as they are, you don't have the luxury of ignoring things. You can't ignore reality, like a lot of these um, these woke kids these days. You know what I mean? <laughs> to to kind of drive home what this uh, major was saying, I watched a video of law enforcement. There there was a recent shooting. I don't know within the last year or so that law enforcement shot a uh, black man, and basically what ha- what ended up happening was they were going in to deliver a warrant. Well, the the guy wasn't there. And it was the girlfriend. So, you know, they talk, were asking where to find him, blah, blah, blah. They then leave and are, you know, just doing their patrol. And then they later see the girlfriend riding in a, the passenger seat, passenger seat of a van. So they went in. It was at a gas station, went in, talked to her. It turns out the guy was there. They were issuing the warrant. The guy was resisting arrest. Things escalated as they were trying to de-escalate. He ends up basically not following directions, isn't showing his hands. Uh, They know he was likely armed. All that to say, he started acting aggressive and then they seen he had a gun. They shot him with pepper balls first and they tried to subdue him with non-lethal rounds first. The guy would not comply. He drew the, the firearm and that's when cops shot him. 
so I mean, when you look at it in in in, in the situation and scenarios, a lot of times when these altercations happen, I mean, officers are trying, you know, to de-escalate things and use non-lethal force, and then you, you know, ultimately it comes to that. And honestly, they gave him a lot, a lot better chance than I would have, knowing he was armed. Mm-hmm. But yeah. You know. mm-hmm. Okay, over to uh, over to some car news. We've been talking here recently about Tesla. All the things that Elon Musk is doing, all the SpaceX stuff, right? Wait a minute. Is this? It's not Tesla. It's an entirely new company. Okay. I kind of figured that was the thing. Yes. All right. Yes. So it's not Tesla? No. This is, uh, they had a car that they were uh, prototyping there for a while. And mm-hmm. that's where, you know, the first competition, it's not produced yet. And then now they're, they're saying a, a, okay. the truck. Well, I kind of figured that this was going to be. Another thing that that Musk was going to do, obviously, his company's called Tesla based on the, you know, it's an electric car company based on the uh, basically the German version of uh, Thomas Edison, Nikola Tesla. It makes sense, right? So that's not uh, apparently that's not what this is. However, they're going to make a new truck uh, and they haven't made one yet, I don't think uh, until recently, Nikola, which is. Uh, which, like Tesla, takes its name from the inventor. Yeah, can he can he not hit him with some kind of a knockoff copyright thing? I mean, is that not even possible? Honestly, Musk might actually be welcoming the competition because he's a capitalist. So I, I honestly don't know. I, I don't see why it would be a knockoff or a or totally different name. the The truck doesn't even look similar to the the Cybertruck. I mean, it looks totally different. Musk actually has an ulti- a, a secondary motive to making the truck, you know, he's selling it, but really that truck's going to be used on Mars. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the moon and the moon, by the way, I think he said it's going to be taken to the moon as well. I happen to think that uh, some of these vehicles are actually really nice. Tavish, what do you think about these, uh, these electric cars and trucks? It's funny you mentioned that because I almost got run over in the parking lot at work the other night because it came around a corner and there's no engine noise. It was just purely electric. And you heard like this humming and you're like, what the hell is that? And all of a sudden headlights. Oh, crap gotta get out of the way so i'm concerned about the safety aspect of it the fact that they're so quiet someone you know with hearing problems or whatever but you know i i, I applaud them for the idea i think it's good for the environment it's just for say commercial applications i don't know how well a electric vehicle would be for say ups deliveries or you know just long-term trucking long-haul trucking how are you going to charge it how long will the charge last how many miles do you get for charging I, that's things that I haven't seen discussed yet, so I really don't know what the numbers would be. But I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good approach. I think it's going to have a limited appeal at first just because of its niche applications, unless they can expand the uses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, the company is saying that it's raised, it's raised $500 million prior to, prior to its listing, but the company has yet to generate any revenue. That's not a good turnover. It's lost more than $33 million in the first three months of the year. But I mean, as being a startup company, you'd expect some kind of loss in the initial stages, right? It's gearing up for its listing. Nikola estimated its net worth at $3.2 billion, and it raised more than $700 million in the debut, which will go on to, or excuse me, which will go in part to building its manufacturing facility. So it's a completely it's a completely start new startup company. So it's it's not even it's not even an actual established company that makes anything else yet. But yet they've got all this backing. I'm assuming this is like the government green initiative kind of nonsense, right? The subsidies. That's honestly what I'm suspecting is it's so this is a completely new startup. So because there was the Edison, Mm -hmm. uh, there was another electric car. And that's the one I was thinking of. I thought this was the same company. Uh, no, so this no. is a third contender. Yeah. So it's the company's got 250 employees, 
but yet it doesn't have a manufacturing facility. Does this sound strange to you? 250 employees, doesn't have a facility, and it has more than $10 billion in pre-orders for commercial trucks and plans to start delivering the trucks next year, but it hasn't made a single one. Look at the dot-com companies during the the dot-com bubble. People are becoming millionaires, billionaires. Their companies haven't made anything yet. But all these venture capitalists and investors, oh, here, take our money, take our money. And then when the bubble burst, what did they have to sell off? They had, Pets.com had to sell their sock puppet because they really had nothing else of value when they went under. So to me, it's like, okay, you're getting all this money. But like Johnny said, what do you make? What do you physically own that is of value should you need a cash infusion? Not much. Your desk, your chair, your computer. Yeah, th- this honestly is is reminiscent of what Tesla was doing in the beginning, right? They the the first products were more or less they they prototyped them, showed you what was going to happen, and a year or so later they started production. So it, it's kind of matching the trend we've seen with the electric car companies, startups. I mean, honestly, this truck actually looks uh, the the Nikola looks like a normal truck, right? Whereas a cyber truck looks like something completely different or, you know, something straight out of the eighties. So I don't know. I mean, I could see this one having uh, selling better, maybe, uh, unless you're just into the looking different. So cosmetic versus capability. I imagine they're probably about the same as far as capability, just looking honestly, the, the Nikola looks more like, um, I want to say it's an avalanche, but I'm not good with my trucks. Maybe something Toyota made or something. I mean, it's a nice looking truck. I don't know any of the statistics on it. It doesn't go into detail on on what it's capable of, mileage, any of that kind of stuff. Whereas with the the Tesla, the Cybertruck, we we have an idea of what it can do. And and you mentioned earlier about deliveries. Johnny, we, we know somebody that has talked about that before and said they really liked the the electric uh, vans they had for de, for like local deliveries. Yes. Yeah, that's somebody we know over in Ireland. And they are talking about how wonderful these things are and how they're the future. And somebody else we know, actually, another uh, person we sit down with, they own one of the all-electric cars so they can get the tax mm-hmm. write-off and they get free parking spaces. So, right. <laughs> I mean, the as far as the, the one that we know that works for the delivery company or the shipping company, and they use... Uh, those trucks. The problem he said that they were running into, and correct me if I'm wrong, I I believe he said the issue they ran into was they wouldn't hold a charge because once you load them down with stuff, so example, like if you're uh, an Amazon delivery driver, those things aren't going to last very long when they're full of stuff because the more weight you put on it, obviously that's the more strain you're putting on the system and you're not going to be able to go as far as you need to go to make all those deliveries. So halfway through your day, your, your truck might die. Or your van might die, whatever. So I don't see that being practical. I, I really don't. Yeah. Uh, currently with current technology, yeah. As we advance and whatnot, that could be a viable solution for cities. You know, I mean, um, uh, I, honestly, that's kind of my impression of, of electric vehicles anyway. It's more of mm-hmm. like a, a town car, more so than, you know, I'm going on a road trip. I'm taking my electric vehicle, though they technically can do that. You know, some of them, I believe, have like a 500 mile range. So you could get in between, you know, the fast charging stations, but you're still you're still having to uh, charge it for 45 minutes to an hour. So 
I mean, hope you like, you know, just sitting around for an hour and doing nothing. Uh, I guess you go eat a meal or something, but yeah. Well, that was my question also in terms of durability. Like you said, if it's in the city, that'd be great. But long, long haul trucking or even going off road, so to speak, you know, if you want to go camping, things like that, you hit the mud, the snow, whatever, that's going to be a big strain on the battery. And how long would that charge last? And if you're out somewhere in the woods, where's the nearest charging station? Should your battery go dead? Right, right. Yeah, for for big trucking, I don't think it's going to be viable in the near future. That's kind of a we're, we're going to have to have a big jump in technology to do big trucking. And uh, and from what I understand so far, because that that's a lot of that's a lot of power you would need. I don't see electric eighteen wheelers or semi trucks, whatever. I, I don't see that being practical at all, especially in the in the short term. I, I don't see that being practical. Now I see. Even driverless, I see that being more practical than an electric or battery operated truck. I think that's ludicrous because, I mean, how are you going to how are you going to maintain that? That's just that's just not even feasible. You know, there's there's actually we've kind of talked about the the city thing, you know, making the city within a city for the homeless. You know, one of the things out of that I really liked, honestly, it would be something to do just in a normal city is having logistics underground and, and doing all, you know. I mean, that would be fantastic. That would that would keep the um, larger trucks off the road, at least in big cities. You would be able to have supplies shipped to different stores, locations and whatnot without having to deal with traffic. And, you know, less traffic on the road means, you know, less pollution, so on and so forth. And in those underground facilities, you could have electric vehicles and not have to worry about pollution and whatnot. Is, so I don't know. That what I kind of like that idea. On? Isn't that what Musk is working on anyway? He's got the underground tunnel system he's he's working on. Wasn't that the was was it the train thing he was working on? Wasn't that a or was that something uh, I'm thinking of some completely different? I thought it was a car because if you do the electric vehicle thing, then you could kind of make it like if you're using that system, like that tunnel system, all you would need would be some kind of a lead to attach it to a central grid and it's done, right? I mean, like a bumper you car. don't even necessarily need that. You don't even necessarily need that. You know, you just have the tunnel system set up and just have a charging station every so far, you know, so often. And, you know, that, that would cover it. But honestly, if you're doing it in a major city, you don't even really need charging stations except for wherever you park the vehicles, you know, and just charge them overnight. Right. Well, I mean, they've already got those now. There's a couple of charging stations literally around the corner from me. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen anyone use them. Uh, and then there's a couple in the middle of town that I've seen, but that's really about it. So... I mean, I don't know. Take it for what it is. Let me ask you a question. All right. I'll start with you, Bruce. How much would you pay for a haircut? What's the let me put it this way. What's the most you would pay for a haircut? Currently, I pay, what, $10 for a haircut. So I'm fairly cheap. Um, God, for a haircut, man. I mean, that's it's grooming and whatnot. But honestly, maybe 20 bucks or so. I, I mean, okay. I'm I I cut my hair on my own. I mean, once Mm -hmm. you get to the point that you can you can buy the, uh, you know, razor or or electric razor, you know, uh, that's kind of my cutoff. If I can buy one and cut my own hair, then why why would I pay more? You know, right. Get myself a buzz cut or something. Right. Tavish, how much would what's the most you'd pay for a haircut? I would say probably twenty dollars, because if I know the barber does a good job, I don't mind leaving a tip. Because I don't get a haircut that often because I keep mine short. And I can always trim it up a little myself to need it. But, you know, when you go to a salon house and they go $35, for what? You took it off yeah. the ears and off the collar. That's it. No, that's, that's you know, and that's what you get when you go to a salon. You're paying for the quote unquote experience. I don't need that. You know, give me a chair to sit on, a TV to watch, and let me know when it's my turn to hit the chair. Okay. Would it surprise you if I said that there was a guy in Manhattan who has a waiting list of a thousand people backlogged? 
Uh, his name's Julian Farrell, right? And he charges $1,000 for a haircut. $1,000. <laughs> Would I go? No. Am I surprised? No. Now, I mean, this is just a regular going rate for this guy, right? This is what he charges. Okay. So if you want to sit down and, and get your hair cut by this guy, it's going to cost you a thousand bucks. Now he gets, of course, some of the, um, some of the most, if you have to ask, you can't afford me clientele, right? Which the kind of people such as Katie Holmes goes to see him. The tennis player, Rafael Nadal goes to see him. And even what's, uh, what's that guy who was butt naked in the, uh, the yoga video the other day, Chris Cuomo, his <laughs> wife goes to see him. So I find it really funny that an anchor for CNN, his, Excuse his, me, wait, what? Naked yoga? No, 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 no. You didn't hear about... Okay, you know who Chris Cuomo on CNN is, right? Yes. The brother I, of I Governor Cuomo, New York. Yeah, okay. So he was... His wife does yoga videos, right? Instructional yoga video stuff. And she was broadcasting it live on Instagram, one of her yoga sessions. And all of a sudden, in the back of the shot, you see Chris Cuomo standing stark naked outside in, in the garden, in the back of the shot. For whatever reason, that's... Uh, apparently that's the thing to do. So that's what he did. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. But anyway, back to this guy. Okay, so yeah, if you want to see this guy, thousand bucks, right? And he's got a waiting list of over a thousand people already. So would you pay thousand bucks for a haircut if you got to see this guy? I mean, I mean what can this guy do for a thousand bucks? Really? What can this guy do for a thousand bucks? It sounds almost like it's the simple status symbol. Guess who my barber is? <gasps> really? Wow. How long a waiting list till I can get in? No, sorry. That's that's just not on my radar screen. Well, I mean, uh, apparently like I, he's got some pictures here of his salon. I mean, it's a it's a high class joint for sure. I mean, I would expect so for a thousand bucks a haircut. But uh, he's got a 10,000 square foot salon in Manhattan. Right. So that place isn't cheap. You know, that's not cheap. And he gets, of course, clientele that come out from the Hamptons. Obviously, the Cuomo's, they, they go out there. And this guy, he's, he lives a very minimalist lifestyle. He rides around on a uh, on a little Vespa scooter. That's what he does. And he's had the same uh, Lacoste bag that he's owned since he was 14 years old. So when he rides to his salon every day, he has in his bag, right? It includes robes, scissors, brushes, a curling iron, a hot iron, a flat iron, a dryer, and pins for an updo, right? And he also carries gloves, masks, and hand sanitizer. And he tries to arrive 15 minutes early. But hey, thousand bucks for a haircut. Why not? But, uh, but I... It Am I am I getting a full body massage, pedicure, manicure? Well, to be honest with I you, mean, to, to be honest with you, <laughs> I mean these. If you if you look at these places, if you if you look at his place there, I don't know about the full body massage, but you sit down to like get your hair washed, you're getting like the whole facial and the uh, you know it looks like the manicure and the pedicure. I mean it's a it's a full service shop, ten thousand square foot place. Mm -hmm. You're paying so, a thousand bucks. Essentially, I mean, that's kind of what I'm taking away from it here. But I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call it a spa. I mean, it's still called a salon, but that's just I'm sorry, but that's just too much. That's just too much. Thousand bucks. I, I wouldn't pay. I, I, I have to kind of go along with you guys. I don't think I pay any more than 20 bucks. I mean, I don't pay anything now because it's, you know, gets done on on the house. But yeah, that's just, I don't know. Thousand bucks. No way. No way. Uh, I mean, if, if money wasn't an object and yeah, sure. If you were Chris Cuomo. You know, if it was a good bottle of scotch, I might be willing to pay that. But for a haircut, more power to him for finding people willing to dump that much money. Yeah, okay. I couldn't do it. Unfortunately, we're going to have to uh, end. We'll be back later on this afternoon. So thank you to all the listeners. Thank you guys for sitting down this morning. For all these topics and more, please check us out later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great morning.